We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome into episode number two of the Mason Brooks Show, brought to you by The Rogue, The Rogue 4450, I-55 North in Jackson, or uh, therogue.com. All the, all the best items from Martin Dingman, um, Peter Millar, um, True Grit, Duckhead, all the brands that you know and love, they've got them there at The Rogue. They can help you, whether you are getting ready for a job interview, whether you just want to look good for your nightlife, whether you just are kind of retooling your wardrobe, they've got people there who can help you with all of those things and more at The Rogue, 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or therogue.com. Mason, it's been a minute. How you been? I'm good. It has been a minute. It's good to see you again. Yeah, it's good to see you. I've been looking forward to this. I I told you I did a little research on you, so we're going to get to some things that uh, I don't think the people know, and I feel guilty that I didn't know for the first one, but I I did some work. I'm a reporter. Um, All right, so I want to start with this, though, because Ole Miss just won a national championship in baseball. I know you haven't been at Ole Miss that long. Uh, Did you catch yourself getting into the whole baseball pursuit of a title? Were you keeping up at all? When did you start paying attention to this particular baseball team? I mean, it was hard not to. Uh, I think the whole town was just on fire. And that's a testament uh, to, I think, how excited everyone is in Oxford about the sports. Um, no, it was dope. I mean, I, I was in Oxford. Um, I left, actually, the day they won. So I was driving through uh, Texas, listening to uh, the game on the radio. Um, I don't know which station I was on, but it was super exciting. And then when that went out, I uh, – I put it on my my phone and set it down next to me and just have the TV going. Um, you know, eyes on the road, of course. Of course. But how <laughs> I mean, how sick, you know, from last four in to the to last one standing. I think I saw that it was on a news report. That's just yeah. so cool. Such a testament to those guys. I I was not a big baseball guy. Uh I really never have been. Um, and I remember going to the we had like a dinner, like a rebel, the rebel choice award, something like that. And Tim Elko like cleaned house all the awards. And I was like, who is this guy? Like, how is this guy, you know, taking awards away from football? And, and uh, boy, you know, I, I figured out who Tim Elko was and, <laughs> and those guys, uh, you know, coming back for their last year and doing what they did. Um, you know, I think it's a testament to the culture that's at Ole Miss. Uh, you know, what made me want to come there? It, it just, 
I've never been more excited to watching baseball. And, I, and I've, you know, I've never thought of it as such an exciting sport, but going to, you know, funkies with the fans and my teammates were just sitting around. We sat around, watched game one, ate pizza, and we were just sitting there tweeting and laughing and, and having a ball watching them uh, whoop up on uh, Boomer Sooner. So it was, it was great. Awesome. Did you play much baseball as a little kid? T-ball was about the end of my, uh, my stress. We did a little coach pitch. Uh, you know, my parents liked me and uh, anything that got me out of the house. Um, so I was definitely usually preoccupied. But uh, baseball and uh, the patience that baseball takes were not a great combo for me. I like to, uh, you know, be uh, entertained. And, and right field and T-ball, picking Danny Lions was not the most fun I've ever had. So I pulled up my phone, not to be rude, but because I wanted to reference my notes. I understood that as a kid, your parents, your parents had a similar approach to the way I think we tried to parent ours, like get, get them involved in every, a little bit of everything. People, I think you and I were talking about this about something completely different that we won't reference, but people stereotype bad. Like that is a common thing that people do. And they look at big football offensive lineman and they think all he does is football. He just does it. He lifts weights and he plays football. That's all he's ever done. And he's, he's a meathead. And the truth is you're anything but that. Like you were, you're in the school play. I understand you're on the chess team at one point. You're on the fencing. It's <laughs> good research. Um, you kind of did a little bit of everything. And some of that was because your parents made you, but I'm guessing that you kind of found some things you really liked in the midst of all that. Right. Right. I mean, I think as a kid, I was very big and loud and had a lot of energy. And I kind of took on the persona at an early age as the center of attention guy. Um, and I liked that a lot. And I, and I liked competing uh, against other people. I went to a smaller school up until high school, um, you know, a private school with about 60 kids in my class and, you know, only a couple hundred in the whole school. So I think similar to, to you know, smaller schools in Mississippi or whatever, where you you have to play multi-sports. Uh, I didn't have to, but if there was something that I could do, I was involved in it. So I was on the chess team and I was in uh, a history. There was a history group um, that I was involved in where you had to build a model to get in. So I built the Coliseum, I think, or something like that. And I was in, uh, I was in this, this, I took Latin um, and they had this like Jeopardy buzzer Latin game called yeah. Kurtaman. Uh, which is going to, I'm nerding you out here, no, but every awesome. team on the, uh, everyone had their respective uh, talents. So some people was like grammar. Some people was mythology. Um, I just answered questions. I was just happy to be there. I was on the C team. So uh, holding it down. But uh, the guy who ran the Latin also coached fencing. So I picked that up. Uh, once again, no, no technique there. I was just, you know, bigger than the other kids, just beating them down. Uh, I was in the play. Romeo and Juliet. I got was, the big uh, Romeo role? role. It was oh, uh, Turkish, Turkish rendition of it, which was weird. Um, <laughs> so I did that. My my crush. Fun fact: my crush was was Juliet. I was super excited about that casting. That was big for uh, like seventh grade Mason. And uh, there was a point in the play where I got to uh, kiss her hand, and oh. I guess I was supposed to kiss my thumb, you know, on her hand, and I kissed her hand normal, and her friend was like. Mason just kissed her hand and they were all like, ew. So that was a, that was a big heartbreak moment for me. So a lot, a lot of roller coasters, but yeah, no, if there was, if there was something to get me out of the house and something to get me tired when I came home. Uh, so my energy levels were lower. 
Uh, my parents had me in it and I wanted to be in it. I did it all, really did it all and uh, enjoyed doing it all. So do you still play chess? Uh, on occasion, I, I do really like chess. I like, I like stuff like that that challenges my mind. I think I've kind of shifted uh, towards video games, but not like, uh, you know, just shoot them up. I like, you know, the, the teams where we can strategize. And, and so I think I've kind of shifted my energy that direction. But uh, anytime I can sit down and, and whoop some tail in, in chess, uh, I'll take any challenges. So you got someone that, that's good at chess in my way. So. so you like the video games where you get the headset on and you're talking to other people and all that stuff? <laughs> oh, yeah. So, uh, I mean, Reese, Reese McIntyre gives uh, me, German, and Buckshot about as much crap as you can get. But uh, Bucky got me into this game called Rust, um, which is like it's the game goes 24-7 whether you're on or not. Uh, and there's a day and a night cycle and you essentially build up this base and there's all kinds of architecture to it. And uh, when you're not on, people can come in and steal from your base. So you try to build enough, you know, walls and whatever. And so for like the second week in June, that's pretty much all me German Bucky did uh, <laughs> until our base got robbed. Uh, we'll be back next month, every month it resets. So, uh, but yeah, no, definitely. Uh, Definitely big uh, headset nerdy guy with that. So I love I love me something that that gets my brain going and has has me doing some some fun stuff. So my son's about to start his high school sophomore year, and so he plays FIFA and like uh, I guess NBA Two K or whatever. And he's got <laughs> there you go. And he's always talking to these people. I'm like, what the hell is he? we used to do? What is he doing? Who's he talking to? And then we realized he's he's just talking to his friends playing his game. So I guess that's I guess that's pretty normal. Um. So I also heard that you collect Legos, like seriously collect Legos. Tell me. Like, <laughs> like seriously, like now that I'm in the SEC and, you know, have a little bit more wiggle room, uh, a portion of that has gone to Legos. Uh, yeah, I grew up a diehard Lego kid. Um, I was a little spoiled with Legos because it was literally all I asked for. Um, Christmas, birthdays, Easter valentine's day i was getting some sort of little lego set i had a whole room in the house that just became the lego room uh it was full of legos um you know kind of worked away from that as i got older um my dad wanted me to focus on sports a little bit more so but now you know now that i got some uh some adult money and i can come back to that i've yeah. uh i've ran the collection back up and i you know i probably buy you know a couple sets a month for me honestly um, you know, last season, especially, I kind of realized, uh, it's very relaxing. It's like doing a puzzle for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I love sitting down and building, I love star Wars, big, big nerd with that. So anytime the star Wars stuff comes out, I'll, you know, sit there and, and build it. Um, you know, in fall camp, I usually last season, I set aside four or five sets. Um, and I built those, you know, when I had energy through camp, um, it's just something that I've always loved and I always nerd out on. And, uh, you know, guys might get mad at me because, you know, I don't spend my money on the square. Uh, you know, I spend my money on, you know, Lego squares. So that's, that's <laughs> definitely my fun right there. <laughs> that's great. So you're a Star Wars person. What are your thoughts on the new Kenobi movie? I, I, I haven't seen it or, or I mean, I've heard a lot of people talk about it. Mostly people seem to have like very disparate reactions <laughs> to it. They either love it or they absolutely despise it. That's the Star Wars community. Like, 
they can give us anything, I feel like, and the the fans will just pick it apart or they'll just say, hey, we love it. Um, you know, I was just happy to see Darth Vader, you know, on screen again. That's such a big, you know, child moment for me. I liked it. But uh, some of my Star Wars friends that are like diehard guys, you know, hated it and they like the true uh, storyline. So you get a mixed bag there, but I, I enjoyed it. I'd recommend it. So. I'm going to get killed if I don't start asking some football questions. I'm coming back <laughs> to some other things, but I will ask you about football because otherwise the the hardcore football people that are watching this will start losing their minds. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I haven't talked to you. I guess I talked to you at one point during spring. You came and talked to the media and stuff, and it was one of those group sessions. But I haven't talked to you kind of in this in this forum kind of how your first spring at Ole Miss went how you felt uh you guys gelled I know a lot of offensive line guys were playing kind of new positions and moving around and it was your first time as a group to play and chemistry is really important for offensive lines and for offenses in general and you guys were a couple of quarterbacks and a lot of receivers were down and new running backs I mean, there was a lot going on it was kind of like that scene in Bull Durham you know when Crash Davis goes out to the mound and the pitching coach finally comes out and goes what's going on here he's like we're dealing with a lot of stuff man <laughs> um there was a lot of stuff going on for you guys how did it go no I thought it, I thought it went well I thought we ended uh in, the, in a good spot you know sometimes when you end uh spring there's a lot of question marks it didn't feel like there were a lot of question marks. Obviously, there's some big looming question marks. Um, you know, I think the quarterback battle is is continuous. I don't see a clear cut. You know, ch champion coming out of the spring. I mean, even I think even Kincaid Dent showed a lot of people in that spring game that he's a talented quarterback as well. Yeah. Um, you know, so really the the revolving door there of 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 who's going to perform in the fall and. and Jobs are one in the spring, but they're really one in fall camp um, and, and sometimes maybe even through a couple games. Um, so th there's still a lot up in the air, I think, at the quarterback position. Um, I think I'll, you there real quick? Because, uh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. You, you came from a team that a year ago played with an NFL quarterback. I mean, he got drafted. I mean, he's going he's gonna to go play in the league. How – this isn't a, an indictment on Jackson or Luke or Kincaid or anything, but when you when you don't have the one guy established, as opposed to having the one guy who everybody walks into the locker room and goes, "That's the quarterback," and you know, because this is this is not a debate. This is this the leader. How different is it? We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Yeah, I think um, the guys at Ole Miss are used to that too. I mean, having Corral and having that uh, same kind of, this is our guy. Um, I... I think, to be honest with you, and I love Bailey, and Bailey was fantastic. Bailey wasn't totally ready at the end of the spring. And I, and you can ask, I mean, I don't know when you'd ever sit down with Bailey, but Bailey was very disappointed with his spring game performance. Um, and, and I think carry that into fall camp, this determination and this kind of, you know, will. And so in the sense of, you know, even the, even your guy, the guy isn't always necessarily perfectly polished come season. And it might even, you know, be throughout season. I think, you know, being as old as I have and seeing a kind of revolving door of quarterbacks at my last school, um, I, I can give some advice to the other guys um, in terms of setting the pace. I think when you're used to the quarterback setting the pace uh, of your offense, uh, sometimes it's kind of difficult to shift gears. I feel like a lot of that and, and what we've talked about and kind of seen is going to fall in the offensive line, uh, at least right now, um, just because I, think it's the most senior group uh, on the offense. You know, you got Mingo and you got, you know, bits and pieces there and, and, and that. But I think the real heart, you know, of the O right now um, in terms of like veteran leadership is going to be that offensive line. Um, and so understanding that, hey, you know, we're the pace setters. Sometimes it's not always going to fall in the queue, um, you know, like typically and looking around at a practice that might not be your standard or going into the fall, you know, we have a, a, a Thursday that's not up to par, you know, looking around with these guys and saying, Hey, you know, we need to pick it up. You know, there's more that we need to do. Um, you know, that falling on a, on a position group or a couple guys as opposed to, and I'm not saying that, I mean, the, those kids, those, I forget sometimes that Luke Altmaier and Jackson Dart, um, you know, and even King K did um, are so young. I mean, really, really Luke and, and Dart. I mean, you, they're 19. I forget they're 18. You know, yeah. I'm I'm 22. Um, it's they're very mature, and so that's super helpful. But I do think that someone has to fill that leadership void of the pace setter. Otherwise, your team loses identity. Uh, your offense loses identity, and then it's just kind of a scattered group. And so that, from what I've seen from playing, you know, four years of college football, um, you know, that's my biggest observation. On the flip side, there's a ton of talent in the backfield. I mean, Zach Evans is he's he's a guy. I mean, and Bentley Bentley does things and uh I liked the freshman. I thought I thought Jenkins. Yeah, I thought he did some really good things. Like, <laughs> hey man, that boy's the truth. I'm telling yeah. you, Kentrell's good too. That's yeah. four that's a four headed 
snake you don't want to mess with. So the backfield is a real deal too. I'm scared of one-headed snakes. I, the the <laughs> of snake is terrifying. I don't want to think about that ever again. <laughs> um, you go into the fall though. Do you, is there is there kind of a sense of a little bit of urgency that hey we we're okay, but we got to get moving on this. We do have to find kind of kind of have to find our identity, like you talked about. I mean, you know, it's you get a month there in August, and then all of a sudden September's there, and it's Saturday, 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 and it goes quick, as you well know, because you've done this for a while. I think, um, you know, we talk a lot, Savage uh, is really who we're working with right now with some, you know, PRPs and Savage talks a lot about, you know, the talent is there and, and obviously I'm jumping from, you know, a, a lower level per se, but I've been on some good, really, really good teams, well-coached teams. And this team's got plenty of talent. I mean, talent is not going to be an issue this season. Um, but, you know, it really is about putting that talent into into action. And I think as we go through fall camp, there is a, there is a sense of urgency. And if there's not a sense of urgency, um, it's usually not good um, because that means that the guys are complacent and they're happy with where they're at. And uh, you end up rolling into season and then you get punched in the mouth one week and you have to play catch up. And so um, the, the feeling that we have, I think is a lot of guys are just ready to put the pads on um, and kind of get back rolling. I know, you know, speaking me personally, um, I can't wait. You know, I, I really, I'm, I'm old and, and, you know, I, I thought I would gruel maybe a little bit through spring ball and I, and I didn't, I, I enjoyed every day of it and was so thankful to be, you know, where I'm at. And, and I, I feel the same way about the fall, you know, it's a big challenge ahead of me, but so excited. And I think that's how a lot of the, especially when, you know, you have a team with guys like Zach and, and guys coming in and then other guys that like, you know, Jerem hasn't played left tackle ever and Broker's never played guard. A lot, I feel like there's a lot to prove. Same thing on the defensive side of the ball. You know, a lot of guys, you know, Tavius or said, you know, on the D-line, uh, Pagese, some, some people that want to prove, you know, I'm a dog and we're dogs here at Ole Miss. I think that's kind of the, the vibe, you know, going into fall, which, I mean, you can't ask for much more. You know, I just – I like when guys aren't, you know, ha half – half A in it and, and, and dragging feet. So. Yeah. You know, we only saw a few practices. We were allowed access on Saturdays. And what I did see was that like something you just referenced. I saw a defense that uh, was really trying to establish an identity that was really kind of trying, trying to establish a chemistry. And it looked like it was kind of happening sometimes at y'all's expense and y'all weren't at a hundred percent, but I know in the spring, you know, you're, you're, you're enemies, but you're also, you're also teammates. You know, that come the fall, you guys are, you know, complimentary pieces. What did you think of what you saw from the defense over the course of the spring? You know, I was sitting in the hot tub talking to Tavius right before I left, um, you know, kind of about how he feels about the defense, the identity. And, and he said that, um, the, you know, the same thing, like the, the defense is hungry. And I think they're searching, you know, to be the, the heavy hitters, you know, from what he, he's told me and, I, and then I witnessed firsthand. I mean, I really think that that's true. I think that you have a lot of guys um, who have a lot to prove and are ready to prove it. Um, and, 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 and you saw it, I mean, you, you saw it on, on Saturdays and, and, and what y'all didn't see, you know, was the rest of the week and, and what y'all won't see is all the fall and all the little, you know, work that goes into it. Um, but I mean, those guys on defense, uh, you know, the, the heart is there. You know, and I think, you know, when you have the hearts there, the, the talent that comes in the SEC is just self-explanatory. Um, you know, I saw 
different pass rush moves from said than I saw from Tavius than I saw from Aiton and, uh, and, and Grease and, and, you know, even, even the younger guys, Kyrie, the, the, uh, the kid from TCU is such a diverse group of guys out there. Um, you know, it's really got me excited that, that they can switch the rush up and switch the defensive front up and things are still rolling and it doesn't feel like there's a big drop off. There's good depth and, and, uh, in good age out there. I, I was thoroughly impressed, especially from what I had heard and, and mixed reviews. Um, you know, I thought the defense was tone setting every day. I didn't really feel like they had too many dull days that we, we were able to kind of jump on them. It was a dog fight just about every spring practice. So what is a typical, uh, summer training day for you guys? Is it, is it still up super early and what, what's kind of that, that schedule look like? Yeah. So, um, I'm in the, I'm in the earliest group. Uh, you know, so I get going about, you know, six thirty, six forty-five. I'm getting up, working out at seven. You know, we'll do run. Right now, we're in like a heavy lift phase, uh, so a lot more heavier lifting, and then a lot of plyometrics, conditioning. Um, you know, c- kind of to complement that. I think you know, as we go into July, some of the more um, heavy conditioning. You know, the heat, the heat training starts to kind of speed up with you. Um, you know, and in the afternoons, we're meeting. Um, you know, we're doing player run practices, we're taking kick sets. And, and honestly, um, you know, just speaking again from the O-line, uh, I don't think I've ever – I was part of a fantastic group last year, uh, you know, well-motivated, self-motivated. And, and, you know, when I came in this year, I was you – know, there's a lot of young guys, you know, a lot of guys that don't maybe speak up a whole lot in this group, and I was a little bit like – you know, I'm so used to being the baby, uh, you know, on an O-line. Or even when I got older, I've always played next to a veteran. Um, so I was a little confused on how to operate there. And this summer has been insane. Like, like 15, 18 offensive linemen staying after practice to do extra work, take extra kick sets. Uh, guys, you know, the film room's crowded with dudes blessing film. Uh, like, really motivate. And it's it's throughout the whole facility. And, I, and, and you know, you look at okay, everyone's lifting in the morning and everyone's working out, but then you have, you know, that open block in your schedule that, you know, some guys got class, but there's a lot of dudes, you know, throwing, catching, you know, running, working on their pass rush moves, working on, you know, DB skills, uh, watching film. Uh, there's a lot of self-motivation, which I think is good to see, you know, on a team when there's a lot of voluntary, voluntold stuff going on. So. The uh, Mason Brooks Show is also brought to you by Liston and Dees. It's a full-service law firm located in Ridgeland, Mississippi, focuses on complex civil litigation. Liston and Dees' clients include individuals, businesses, and state governments throughout the United States. Um, I want to ask you about something else. Um, I, I, I told you earlier before we got started, I kind of felt bad that I didn't ask you more about this on the first show. I, I you know, it was one of those, hey, we're doing this for the first time and all that stuff. Um. This spring, I thought about you a couple of days after I'd kind of heard about this. There were, we had a couple of those weather days. And, you know, um, when we first moved here, my family, that uh, next spring, there was a pretty bad kind of a, they, they, they said it was straight line winds, but I heard it. It was a tornado that went through our neighborhood and it did a lot of damage. It didn't do anything to our house, but it did stuff to our neighbors and, and things like that. And when you were at, uh, at Western Kentucky in Bowling Green, I think it was shortly kind of after you had decided that you were going to enter the transfer portal or whatnot. And there was a December tornado that went through there that 
impacted you personally. I think it it, it dislocated you from where you, where you did, were. Yeah. Right. I mean, what, can you can you take me through that night a little bit? Yeah. Uh, so I had entered the portal like three or four days before that, um, and I had a lot going on. Um, you know, obviously getting recruited and you know getting ready to meet all these coaches flying up and. There was a late night, um, you know, a lot of my friends had gone out. There was recruits in town and, and they were trying to, you know, make sure those guys, you know, had a good time at the movies or whatever. And, and uh, I, I stayed back at the house and, um, you know, my girlfriend at the time had come up to surprise me, which was actually really bad timing. <laughs> uh, you know, so we were hanging out and uh, got the alert on my phone, had never really dealt with a tornado before wasn't really worried about it. Um, you know, my roommate downstairs was the backup center for us at the time. He called me, he said, Hey man, I'd, I'd get in the bathtub if I were you. And, and we were sitting there, you know, deliberating me and my, my girlfriend, do we want to go downstairs or do we want to stay up here? And we ran out of time. Uh, cause like a train horn just rolling through, um, you know, we had about three seconds, jumped in the bathroom, kicked the door shut. Um, and that passed over us and you know, ripped all the, Roofing off my apartment, blew out the windows, uh, broke the all the water pipes, a whole long night, um, you know, went and got my um, teammates from downstairs. My car was the only one in the lot that wasn't totaled, which was fantastic. Um, you know, we all piled in there and, and, and coaches, the coaches uh, came and got us, which was crazy because uh, they were just so worried about us, um, you know, got us all put in hotels. There were, it went right down uh, that main road. And so all the players that lived in these two apartment complexes all got displaced. So I think there were eight or nine of us, uh, you know, right. And then 24 hours later, I'm sitting in a hotel lobby with Lane Kiffin and Jake Thornton, you know, talking about going to Ole Miss and, you know, four days later I'm playing in a bowl game. So it's uh, just a whirlwind of stuff happening there. So this spring, when there were a couple of those days, you know, where, cause you know how it is down here. Um, they'll, they'll, start telling you like on Tuesday, Hey, Thursday's got a chance to be really bad. And then, <laughs> you know, Wednesday you're watching to see where the weather channel guys go. Like where's, where's Jim Cantori going to be. And you're watching all that stuff and it's kind of traumatizing. I mean, you know, the whole, our next door neighbor, you know, after the whole thing got done, they built a tornado shelter, you know, in their garage and you're like, do we need to go over there and get in the shelter with them? And we've done that a couple of times because once you've been through one, you, 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 you don't, you know, it's, it's not like a hurricane where you've got all this time to board up and you can get out or whatever. A tornado is, you don't, so unpredictable. When we had those days, did you catch yourself kind of feeling a little antsy or? Yeah, I think um, they test the tornado sirens, which I didn't know. Um, so that went off like one of the first weeks I was here. And I was like, All right, you got to be joking me. I was getting ready to duck and cover. Um, so I, then I figured out that it was a test. I texted the guys. I said, are we okay? They're like, it's a test. But uh, I remember there was a bad storm uh, one of the weeks and thunder struck right by our house. Uh, you know, I live right next to Jeremy Altmeyer, Acker. We all live in the same. I mean, that's how Oxford is. It's all very close together. And it struck in the development valley. I guess it shook the whole house. Um, and I woke up like cold sweats, like really like a, like, like very flashbacky, um, you know, like heavy breath and there was heavy wind on the house. And, and I, and I called my dad, I think the next morning or so, I can't remember who I called him. I just said, like, I hate storms. Like this is, this is something that I didn't, 
I was never really worried about ever, ever really putting thought to. And now every time I hear heavy wind, I was like, man, like, do I need to go duck and cut? I mean, it's a real thing. I mean, it's definitely, sure. you know, coming from Texas wasn't something I was concerned with. And now I think it will stick with me for the rest of my life. It just, it's just scary. So no, it's definitely, it's definitely there. So yeah, it's, it's terrifying. It is. Um, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll end with football. Um, do you count days down? Are you, are you, counting down days to like the first game you're, you're going to put on an sec uniform and all that stuff. Or are you more counting down to the first day of camp or kind of, how do you, how do you do that in your mind? The way you structure excited <laughs> about the season. I think, uh, you know, in spirit, I'm counting down. I try not to physically count down anymore. Uh, I found, you know, you do this enough and you're waiting for season, waiting for season. And then you're halfway through season. You're like, man, like I didn't enjoy the summer enough. Yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to, you know, soak up my time off and really, you know, after this season, you know, pre-draft training, you know, as long as I stay healthy and all this, you know, stuff ahead, I'm trying not to look too far ahead, but it's going to be a long year potentially. Um, and yeah. so I'm trying to enjoy this time, but I can't help, you know, when I watch film and I start, you know, thinking about this stuff, you know, how excited I am, you know, to, to suit up and be a rebel and, uh, to run out of that tunnel and do the Grove walk and experience all this stuff and then go, you know, prove myself and, and do what I, what I came here to do, which is, you know, help, help the rebels win. And, and, uh, so yeah, count other days, maybe not, but, but excited is an understatement. I'm, I'm ecstatic to, to play here. So. Yeah. Cause if it was the way you want it to go and the way a lot of scouts think it's going to go come August 1st, or August 4th or whenever it is that you guys start, whatever the day is from there until the draft. I mean, it's, it's going to be sort of nonstop. I mean, it's going to be a whirlwind for you. So yeah, this is your last few days. Not that you're, not that you're taking back <laughs> eating bonbons and playing, uh, playing with your Legos and nothing else. I mean, you're, you're <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of your last time to relax a little bit before it gets super real. It is. I think, I think, you know, having, having a good football life balance is just like having a work-life balance. I think it's important and, you know, enjoying your downtime, especially as someone, I'm sure you're the same. You, you probably like to work and love what you do. And sometimes it's hard to step away, but it's, it's good. And so trying to, like you said, enjoy that time away. Um, and at the same time, not stare at the glaring, the obvious, you know, season ahead of me. So it's, it's a good balance. Mason, it was a lot of fun, as always. Um, I look forward to talking to you again soon. We'll, maybe we'll do this like right before camp gets rolling, because I know once camp gets rolling, you're going to be uh, busy. So <laughs> maybe we'll do it one more time, and then we'll figure out uh, a schedule come football season. We'll do this each and every week during the 2022 football season. I think this is going to be a whole lot of fun. Mason's uh, obviously a really fun guy to talk to. I think you guys are going to thoroughly enjoy it, and uh, I'm looking forward to it as well. So enjoy the rest of your summer. We'll talk to you in about a month or so. Uh, don't forget, this is brought to you by The Rogue, 4450, I-55 North in Jackson, or therogue.com. Make sure that you stop in and um, tell them how much you appreciate them sponsoring this show, shows like this show. We just finished the Peyton Chatney show at the end of the uh, baseball season. So um, we'll – Make sure you tell them you appreciate them sponsoring Peyton's show and, and then now as we get started with the Mason Brooks show as well. So, Mason, until next time, appreciate it, bud. Thank you so much. Talk to you guys soon. For Mason Brooks, I'm Neil McCready. We'll be back a uh, little, little later in the summer to visit with him. Until then, take care.
headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com